Aren't you glad you came to church today? Awesome. You may be seated. We're so glad you're here. If we haven't met yet, my name is Bobby. I get to serve as one of the pastors here. And whether you're here in the room or if you're one of the hundreds that are watching online, we are so glad you're here. Today is such a special day. And uh, let me just say to our friends at Lightway, can we show them some love? You guys showed up in force today. We love that. We love you guys, and we're so grateful that you're here today. We hope you'll be coming back and coming back. But today is such a special day, and uh, as we continue in our time together, I do want to say a couple of quick words. One is that if you are new around here, if this is your first time or maybe your first time in a long time, we've got a QR code we're going to put on the screen. We'd love just to know that you're with us today. We've got a simple little email to send you and just a way to open up communication. And so if you haven't done that yet, we would love for you just to point your camera at the screens for a moment, fill that out, and we've got a great gift that we want to send to you. But secondly, one of the things that we do anytime we gather is pause for a time of generosity. One of the things that we believe around here is that that a time of generosity, a time of giving is part of worship, that what we have came from God. And so part of our worship is to say, God, we're returning a portion of it to you. But also one of the things that we try to say is that every time you give, good things happen. And yesterday, we had a few hundred people here on campus for what we call One Sweet Day, where we have volunteers that show up and we love on our community. And so we had a, basically a back-to-school event where we were able to give backpacks to kiddos in our community. Our friends at Flow Factory came over and gave uh, haircuts. We had lots of games, lots of food. And uh, those typically cost about $5,000 anytime we do those. And because of your generosity, we're able to say yes and bless our community. And one cool thing I wanted to celebrate with you today is over the last couple of months, we've had businesses in our community raise their hands and say, we want to help love our community. And so because of a local business, about half of the funds required to, to put that on yesterday were provided. And so we're so grateful. And so we wanted to celebrate with you with that today. I know a lot of you give online or you give through the app these days, but if you haven't been part of that yet, there's a QR code we'll put on the screen. And I just remind you that anytime you give, it goes far beyond you could ever imagine. And we love getting to celebrate what happened in the parking lot. Wednesday night, we were able to see a baptism for somebody returning home to their home country today to be able to celebrate with our friends. And so I just want to say thank you for your generosity. Well, in just a moment, Rachel's going to come on and tell us about a few things coming up, but be sure to be on the lookout as she talks about two very specific pieces we want to make sure you grab today. Today, we get to celebrate 10 years. You see the big 10 on the stage. It's not often that churches get to celebrate milestone moments with their pastor. But we're so grateful for Pastor Chuck. We're grateful for Miss Jenny. The Bible teaches us that we're to give honor where honor is due. And so today, I want to invite you to be part of that as we get to have a unique moment with Pastor Chuck today. And so check out the screens, and then we'll come back from that. Good morning, Sugar Hill Church. My name is Rachel, and we are so glad you decided to spend part of your morning with us. If this is your first time joining us, or if it's been a while since the last time we saw you, we are especially glad you're here. We would love to connect with you, and the best way to do that is through filling out the guest info card by pointing your camera at the QR code on the screen. Whether you're here in the room with us or watching online, we hope that you feel loved, welcome, and at home here today. I'm excited to tell you about some of the things we have going on around our church over the next few weeks, so check this out. 
marks the start of student ministry small groups. If you're a middle or high school student, we highly recommend you get involved in small groups at 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We believe small groups are so important in building a foundation of faith and creating lasting friendships. Our Wednesday night programming kicks off this Wednesday at 6 p.m. Join us for all the fun, fellowship, and worship. You don't want to miss out. We are so excited for an opportunity we have coming up for our guys to get together. Join us at SHC on Saturday, August 21st for the Right Now Media Men's Conference. This will be a great time for men to fellowship, enjoy lunch together, and hear from some incredible teachers. Head to the SHC app to register. If you're looking to find out more about where you can serve at Sugar Hill Church, join us for SHC Serve next Sunday, August 22nd at 10.15 a.m. We believe there's a place for everyone to get involved, so head to sugarhill.church serve to register. If you're considering calling Sugar Hill Church home, our next membership class is the place for you. In this one-hour class, we'll discuss the mission of our church as well as opportunities for you to get connected. The upcoming membership class is on Sunday, August 29th at 11 a.m. If you're interested in attending, head to sugarhill.church slash next. Adult small groups start back so soon. We believe small groups are so important because they provide a community of people that you get to do life with. Swing by the table in the lobby to pick up a group's brochure or head to sugarhill.church slash adults to see all the options we have available for you this fall. We have a lot going on around here, so don't forget you can find any of these details and more by heading to the SHC app and clicking on the latest. Today has already been incredible and we're just getting started. Be sure to hang out with us after the 11 o'clock gathering for lunch in the parking lot. Today we get to celebrate Pastor Chuck's 10 year anniversary of being our pastor here at Sugar Hill Church and we are so grateful for him. Join us and some friends in congratulating him in a huge milestone. Thanks again for being with us today. As always, you picked a great day to be here and welcome home. <laughs> hey, Pastor Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Chuck, congratulations on 10 years as the pastor of our great church. Pastor Chuck, congratulations on 10 years as serving as pastor of Sugar Hill Church. Hey, Pastor Chuck, congratulations on 10 years. Happy 10 years. I can't believe it's been 10 years. Hey, Pastor Chuck, congratulations on 10 years at Sugar Hill Church. Hey, Chuck Allen, congratulations on 10 years. We are so proud of you. Congratulations on 10 years of service. 10 years. I just really appreciate the honor of being even asked to do a, just a quick testimonial about my friendship with Chuck Allen. And when I hear Chuck's name, I, I smile. He's just one of those guys. Thank you for all you do in our community and being a pastor that walks the talk. Uh, your, your family is an incredible testimony and your leadership. And by the way, Chuck, you've epitomized being a servant leader. I wish you all the world. Congratulations, Chuck and Jenny, on 10 amazing years. Uh, we love you guys. We, we love the way that you guys pour your heart and soul into our church and into our community. We'd just like to give you thanks. I love you, Pop, because you're funny. I love you, Pop, because you're nice. Hey Chuck, happy 10 years. Congratulations on this amazing achievement. I know uh, the church and community are so grateful for you and your leadership. You've done such amazing things for your church, your community, and our family. We can't wait to see little Groomer Allen turn out just like you and follow in your footsteps. 
I'm so thankful for everything you do for the church and for our family. Can't imagine my life without you. Um, yay! Cheers! Love you, bestie! Would y'all show some love to Pastor Chuck and Miss wow. Jenny for 10 incredible, wow, incredible, incredible years. Golly. I can't believe y'all put up with me for 10 years. That's amazing. Oh, my I will, stars. I mention we have so much more on that highlight reel to show you. So we're going to see some of those people on there. I bet there is. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, anytime you put and most of it couldn't camera, be shown in this room, right? Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. That is part of it. But on social media this afternoon, we'll post the unedited version of that. You guys said so many things. In fact, yesterday we posted just a simple social media question about what stood out and uh, just a word of encouragement. And I went to print it off this morning and there's like 13 pages of comments already in less than 24 hours. And so after three of them were really nice. Some people aren't good at receiving, are they? They're good at giving. So today we're talking about Jesus. <laughs> but we want to take a moment today. If, you're, if you've been around here a while, every August we try to take a couple weeks and sort of say, here's who we are as a church. What are those core things that we believe? And then we also launch into what's next. And we thought on a moment like this where in America, most pastors don't live, uh, don't live, don't make it 10 years. <laughs> wow. You never know what's going to happen at Sugar Hill Church. Well, I, I appreciate the fact that you'll do my funeral. That's, yeah. That's good. <laughs> most pastors don't make it 10 years, and most pastors already have, you know, when you're the point leader, and any of y'all that, that run companies or have teams, you know, there's an extra weight that's on point leadership, and there's, there's a weight, and then in ministry, I think it's even more because of the phone calls and the 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 weight that you carry for your people and then you put on top of that a pandemic and do you meet in person do you meet online do you wear a mask do you not wear a mask and all of and all the political stuff there's never been a harder season i don't think to be in ministry and yet so we thought it was so important to capture this moment and to say we love you and we celebrate you and it's so fun to have so many family here today and friends and i know i got i got grandsons over here yeah i got a granddaughter downstairs and I've got one, two, three, four. I got, I've got four, four daughters over there, and, uh, and you got one more watching in, online. One in Athens watching online, one in Tampa watching online. Yep. Yeah, and then um, my good friend Rick Forbes is over there with his wife Nancy. Rick and I've been friends for thirty plus years, and uh, he's genuinely just one of the dearest humans. I know. Yep. And, and then the best over there, and we're so grateful for Jenny because we don't know what would happen without Jenny. So y'all show some love to the family as well today and friends that are here. Yeah, my sweetheart's over there. She is uh, three and a half weeks out of hip replacement. And so uh, she's, she's, she's doing what the doctor said for a change. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, for those of you that are new around here, this church, this summer became 135 years old, which yeah. is crazy to think about. Amazing. So what you may not know is that 135 years ago, 13 people came together and founded this church. And if you were to put yourself in their, their situation and think about yeah. it, there's no way they could have ever imagined no. what was going to happen in little old Sugar Hill. They couldn't imagine that one day there'd be a city here. Right. And they couldn't even, 10 years ago, we didn't even imagine that, that the car wash across from us would get torn down so we'd no longer be known as the church across from the That's one of the happiest days in my 10 years when they tore the car wash down. Yeah. Because when I first got here, I'd ask people around the, 
city. I said, what do you know about that church? They said, oh, you mean the church across the street from the car wash? Yeah. Because we didn't have a sign out front. Yeah. There was a little sign on the face of this building where that master belief sign is said community center. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knew what that meant. They're like, what is that? Yeah. And so uh, over 135 years, this church has had a huge history of always thinking about the next generation yeah. and what's yeah. coming. Yeah. And then rewind to 10 years ago, you had been around the church some, but not the guy here at the church. Yeah. And I really believe that we, we ask the question that pastors often ask, if this church ceased to exist, would anybody in the community know? And yeah. honestly, this church has done a lot of great things over the, over the history, but there was a season where we felt like we had lost some of our footing locally. And I really believe there's a lot of things that God's used you to do, but one of the major ones has to say, doggone it, we're gonna be Sugar Hills Church. We're gonna love and yeah. serve this community well. Yeah. So I just wanna ask you over the last 10 years, what are some of those things that have stood out to you? What are the, the things that you celebrate that, that can help all of us sort of capture this moment and celebrate as well? Yeah, well, first of all, let me say, if you're new around here, I am so sorry. I mean, you, there's no, you didn't come to church to celebrate some preacher. So I'm sorry for that, but we're gonna to try to make up for it here, all right? And the first thing I'd say to you is, uh, one of the things that I think makes this church awesome yeah. is the fact that we really do believe when you get Jesus in the right priority of your life, the rest of your life's gonna get in order. But until such time you get Jesus in the right priority, then you, then you want preachers to talk about politics and all the other foolishness in the world. But the fact is the answer to, you pick the problem, is the fact that when you get Jesus in the right priority of your life, you're gonna get the rest of those issues right. And I know that because the writer of Hebrews said in chapter 12, verse two, fixing our eyes on Jesus, and I love these two definers, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Jesus, the pioneer who blazed the trail, Jesus, the perfecter that finished the drill. Yeah. I mean, this, this is why, as the scripture goes on, it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, yeah. scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, it, if you believe that as I do, then what you recognize is that church life shouldn't be as complicated as we make it because the, the single greatest thing we have the opportunity to do is speak to the fact that Jesus is Lord. We have the opportunity to sit and say, you know, if you take every problem and realize that Jesus, the son of the living God, left heaven to come here to be born, to live a sinless, perfect life, to be able to show us and model for us how we are to live, found in Matthew chapter five, and then gave his life willingly to die for the punishment we deserve, and then raised from the dead three days later yeah. so that we could take on everything that he's done for us and accept all the gift that he's given us found in forgiveness, grace, mercy, love, eternal life, and joy today. And when I think to myself about what does this church stand for, it stands for Jesus. Yeah. That, that's why what we preach is Jesus, what we sing is Jesus, what we teach about is Jesus, and what we give people as an answer to every question is Jesus. I love that. I love that. Because you're right, in, in our culture, everybody wants you to take a stand on everything. Yeah. And everybody is wired differently, so they see the world. So all of us have sort of our thing that we'd like to talk about. And yeah. so I love that, that focus. It's just Jesus. It's just Jesus. When you think about churches, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Come on, if you don't clap, You're going to do it. Don't, Bring it. Melinda got us started, so it. I love it. There's a lot of, when people think about a church, 
you know, sometimes they think about the facility, they think about the building, but every church has a personality. Mm-hmm. Every church has sort of a vibe that comes off of it. As you think about over these last 10 years, what are some of those characteristics about this church that really stand out to you? As you talk to other pastors, you, all, all the bickering, fighting, and all the other things that churches see a lot, what are some of those characteristics that you've learned to celebrate or love about this place? So I'll give you three. Uh, one of them, I wanna brag on you. I, Church ought to be filled with people that are nice. I mean, you, know, you, you, you can find jerks anywhere. Our buddy Chris yesterday you know, I mean, was here for... I mean, they're everywhere, right? Did you see the Be Kind shirt yesterday? I love that. Yeah. You know, but I really do think when you, when you walk in the doors here, I, I want you to know deep down in the nooks and crannies of your soul, welcome home. I mean, I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you think, but welcome home. Come on in. And, and so I think we've experienced a sense of unity built around, let's just come together. Yeah. Black, white, brown, I don't care, just come on. But, but let's come together for one purpose. Let's have this unity built around, once again, bringing it back to Jesus. So Paul writes to the church in Philippi, he says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as, guess who? Christ Jesus. Yeah. So what, unity built around Christ, that's yeah. a big deal. But secondly, if you truly believe that Jesus, the Son of the living God, is Savior and Lord, then tell the world about it. I mean, I, I, think, there, I think churches all have different personalities. You're right. And I, there are a lot of churches who have flamethrowers, you know, that's just, uh, that can tell you everything that's wrong with you. And I get it. I mean, listen, you, we need repentance. Repentance becomes grace, right? True repentance inevitably becomes grace received. But could I just say to you, I believe with all my heart, you ought to leave a church service and know inside your soul, in the power of Christ, I can do this. Whatever it is that's ahead of me, in the power of Christ, I can do this. I want you to walk out of this church every Sunday and know that in the power of Christ, whatever is ahead of you this week, he will go before you and he is his battle. So unity in evangelism, you know. Acts in chapter 4 verse 12 says salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. So once again, when we leave, let's leave with this confidence that we can indeed share the love of Christ with a world that's dying to hear a voice of unity, grace, kindness, love, mercy, and forgiveness found in Christ and Christ alone. And then the third one I would just say is you've had a remarkable I mean, an overwhelming sense of generosity. Mm. You, you are a generous, gracious people. I, Beth and Leah pulled a few things together for me. Like when you talk about evangelism, as of today, in, in just my 10 years here, we've seen 922 people baptized. Isn't that awesome? I mean, that awesome. just blows my mind. Uh, but, you know, Acts 1.8 says, you'll receive power. Now, this is the promise of God that says, when you trust Christ and you receive his gift of his Holy Spirit, you've got all the power you need to do anything. And he says, you've received power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the world. And you say, well, Chuck, I'm not going to any of those places. But if you put it in the context, what it's saying is, you're gonna be my witnesses in Sugar Hill and in Swanee and in Buford and in Cumming and Georgia, and America, and the rest of the world. And you've, you've given 
to mission causes in and around this church over $1.55 million wow. to make that happen. Wow. And I would say to you, and along the way, you got on the campuses of 12 public schools, in particular the five in the Lanier Cluster. And so while the rest of the world is screaming, you can't pray in schools and we need to ban the schools. And God, I just stop and say to you, how silly. We have principals that literally call us and ask us to walk the halls of the school to pray with them. And what I've learned is when you treat people like partners, not mission fields, and you play by their rules on their turf, they'll play by your rules on our turf. Hmm. And we, we haven't had a school say no yet. Yeah. And so that's because of you. So I look at those and I just think to myself, well, that, all of that leads to people wanting to be a part of what God's doing here. Yeah. And over in Matthew, in chapter 18, verse 20, it says, for where two or three gather in my name, I'm with them. And so in this same time frame we're talking about today, almost 1,900 new members have joined Sugar Hill Church. That just blows my mind. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I, That's awesome. I, I think maybe one of the coolest things is, uh, I can remember Matt Osmond sitting back over here, and he was the chair of the team that was fool enough to let me become the pastor here. And so blame him. And uh, that, the debt of this church was $8.2 million. And, uh, we're on target to be out of debt this year, 100%. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I just look at all that, and um, then I think about things like backpacks. We talk about packing backpacks. Do you all know you've packed 90,000 backpacks? 90,000 backpacks have gone home with children yeah. with food for the weekend for yeah. Title I school children. Yeah. Come on, that's ridiculous. Isn't that amazing? One of the things I love is in every single one of those statements, there's a so that that's unspoken. Yeah. When we talk about getting 100% out of debt so that we can do more ministry and mission. Yeah. There's 90,000 backpacks that go home so that there are kids and families that don't go hungry over the weekends. That's there, right. right. There's always this so that. And so yeah. I love the stories today and watching uh, Debbie be able to baptize some of our friends today. What would you say to people that are wondering if there's a so that in their life? Like the, maybe they're at a transitional point. They're at a, some season where they're wondering is the, is the best behind them? Is there a future in front of them? One of the gifts that you have is that when you look at people, you see what could be and should be. You call out, <laughs> out of people things that maybe they didn't even see in themselves. What, what would you say to people that are watching online or even here that are wondering how that so that plays out in their yeah, life. You see these two words behind us, imagine more. So I, I am living proof that you have one of two choices tomorrow morning. You, you can look in the rear view mirror and think, gosh, I long for the good old days. Or you look at tomorrow and say, tomorrow's my good old day. And I, what, I've, what I really have discovered now that I have grandchildren and uh, I have so much to look forward to at 61, I'm living my good old days right now. Mm. And I believe my next 10 are better than the past 10. Mm. But I, I can believe that word. because of the perfecter and finisher of my faith. Yeah. I, I know for a fact that, the, that, that literally the pioneer and the perfecter of my faith is, is blazing a trail ahead of me today and he is for you. Yeah. Every one of you. There is, there's, there's reason to imagine more for your life. There's reason to imagine more for Sugar Hill, there's, there's reason to imagine more in your family and in your marriage. Yeah. But the one thing that gives me such great hope that separates walking with Jesus from every other faith is the fact that he's already gone ahead of us. I, I don't have to worship a dead God. I, I get to walk with my living God. Yeah. 
I get to walk with my Savior, and if I have a, if I choose to hold His hand and walk with Him, I, my best days are yet to happen. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to go backward. Yeah. I, I want to move closer to Christ, and I want to see God do amazing work because I've gotten used to it now. Yeah. I've gotten used to seeing God doing cool stuff. I mean, I can't get over it. I mean, this, let's just celebrate God and His goodness. Hmm. So for you. Maybe you're brand new and you're married. Maybe you're 89 and you're still married. Maybe you're single on either end. Maybe you're here and you have no church home at all. What I know is this, that this morning when you woke up, God, your creator, was right there waiting on you. And he said, whether you heard it or not, the same thing that he said to me this morning. Come on, let's go to my house today. Let's worship a little bit. And then Monday, we're going to do some stuff. Mm. Just walk with me. Come on. I've got you. Just come on. Mm. And you got a choice. I mean, you, you can answer the Lord right then with, you know, I, no. no. Mm. You must be talking to somebody else. Or you can do like I did and go get one coffee in you and then be ready to talk to the Lord. But I don't know. Let, let's trust him for greater days ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. As, we, as you look back over the 10 years, man, there's, there's been so many things that have happened. I mean, no longer is there a car wash <laughs> across yeah. from us. Our city has an amazing center across the street from us. So much growth going on around us, partnerships, ministry opportunities. But as you reflect back on the 10 years, if you were to rewind and could do it over again, is there something that you know now that would inform doing something differently 10 years ago? What, what would be different or what would you change about that if you could? Uh, I would have been nicer in my first four or five years. Um, I was, I, I mean this when I say I'm so grateful. I, I've gone back and listened to some of my early preaching. It was really bad. And I'm, I, boy, I thank you all for sticking with me. I mean, I, I was bad for a few years. Because uh, I, I tried to be somebody else and I tried to sound like somebody else. And honestly, I just couldn't do it. Um, so I, I w- I'd have been nicer. I, I would have taken my, my preaching far more seriously. Uh, I, I would have, I had this great opportunity that God spoke into my life in the middle of a season of brokenness um, where I stopped caring that we got to be a big church. When, I, when the Lord got a hold of me and just took me to the woodshed and just, I mean, wore me out. And... Um, when I started, when I, when I chose, it was like the Lord said, you and I need to do some business. I need some time with you every day. And you're, you're busy running a church. Stop listening to me. And so you're doing everything in your own power. And that's why you're going backwards. And um, when I took gratitude serious in my life, yeah. and I started looking around and I started seeing all that God was doing and all that God was providing, and I stopped comparing who we were to somebody else. And um, I think in that moment, it was like God, God opened the floodgates and just started doing stuff around here that I couldn't imagine. Yeah. And anyway, I had people praying about that that I didn't even know about at the time. Mm-hmm. I had people praying for me. At the time. I had no idea they were praying for me. That yeah. It was just that God would get a hold of my heart. And um, so for those of you that were here with me early on, I, I, I mean this. It's not just preacher stuff. I... I can't believe you stuck with me, and I'm, I'm just so doggone grateful. 
that that you did because I'm, I'm I'm the happiest, most contented pastor on the planet because I get to serve such a wonderful people, and you 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 stuck with me, and I didn't give you reason to, and I, I really am grateful yeah. for that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Sorry about that. I don't think you give yourself the credit that you're due, but it's your day, so I'll let you to say that. But um, one of the things that I've loved about your leadership, and there's so many things that we've talked about over the years, but there's that defining moment in my own heart. I was sitting somewhere back here several years ago, and you were in one of those moments where you're just teaching from the overflow, which I love about you're so present in the moment, and you're so so able just to, to speak from your heart in such a powerful way. So to model that for us and to, as, as God shows you the power of gratitude for you to develop resources for us and to develop podcasts. And, and I love how you model always growing and learning and, 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 and spread that to us. But one of the things that really struck me years ago was when you said, we may not ever be the biggest church, but we're gonna serve with the biggest heart. Amen. And I, th- I really think that there's a lot of things that we could say and celebrate what God has done in and through you. But I, I personally believe that's one of the biggest things is you have a huge heart. You have a heart for the underdog. You have a heart for people that have been written off. You have a heart for people that feel like their life is too broken and too messy. You've got a heart for people that the world has sort of stacked the deck against them. And I believe I'm a better person because of your big heart. I believe our church is a better church because of your big heart. And I am absolutely certain this city and the kingdom is better because of your heart. And so we love that. And part of that, and you can't talk yet, but part of that is that your heart never stops dreaming. I mean, Chuck jokes about the fact, and we joke internally that uh, when Chuck comes back from vacation, watch out because he's already dreamt of 97 other things we ought to be doing, like the weekday podcast or whatever those things. But as you think about the next season, what are the things that get you fired up about? Because you're at 61, but you're not saying the best of behind me. You're still dreaming what's in front yeah, of you. Yeah, I mean, at 61, I'm afraid I'm just now hitting my stride. It took me a while. But I really do believe that as we move to the future, we've seen in Path Project. So uh, seven years ago, the dropout route at Lanier High School of Latino students was 72% by the time they hit 11th grade. This past year, that number got just over 50%. Mm. I mean, you've had a direct impact on hundreds of young First generation students. graduates. That's going to change them the rest center, of their family yeah, tree. First generation high school graduates. Yep. I, I, believe we can, I believe we can open up two more. And in each one of those trailer parks, have a church that's meeting on site every Sunday so that we minister those families seven days a week, not just six days a week. Uh, One of the things I'm most passionate about is uh, I see a day when this church is ministering to dozens and dozens of single mothers at a time who are struggling in transition because a couple times a week, we'll have a mom come into our office who's either been beaten or abandoned or both with a child or two hanging on their leg and they've been kicked out of their apartment because they don't have an income and nobody's stuck with them. And they can't get another apartment because they're, all, they're already blacklisted because they don't have money for a deposit. And where's that mom gonna go? 
And I, be I believe we're going to help house them, train them, equip them. If they're illegal, get them legal and be able to get their kids in the right schools, let them find a job and become self-sufficient. All the while, you keep an umbilical cord to them of spiritual development so they can grow up and know Jesus so that he can give all those answers they need. I believe we ought to be that kind of person in corporate life where we have corporate pastors, chaplaincies that are happening in businesses that provide pastoral care counseling, pastoral care. If somebody doesn't have a pastor or a church, they have a funeral, that we can provide that for them. If they have uh, people that need marital counseling, we can provide that for them. If their company wants to go do good work, we can provide quarterly mission opportunities for them because doing good is good for business these days. And I think that's a big deal around here. I think we can triple what we do in our international missions and plant dozens of churches in Puerto Rico. I see the fact that we can continue to grow in what we do with our schools and what we do locally. I just think we're just now getting started. Yeah. And there's so much yet to do, but all of it done in the sense of let's give people the greatest gift of peace. I mean, the single greatest joy, the single greatest thing that we can take in our life is peace. Yeah. When, we, when, we are, when our soul is not at peace, we make bad decisions and we ruin good relationships. And my desire for you is that you build great relationships and you make wise, godly choices. And the way we do that is to get peace in our life. Listen to what Colossians uh, 3.15 says. It says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. This is what we mean by getting Jesus in the right priority of your life. Since as members of one body, one body, you were called to peace and to be thankful. Yeah. <clears throat> that, let's make that available for everybody. Absolutely. When I look at Clear Path Counseling and how many dozens of people are already in that system this yeah. week, or how many hundreds of people listen to the podcast that dropped Thursday, <clears throat> or I think about the thousands of folks that listen to the weekday podcast, just sharing a word of encouragement you and I do Monday through Friday. Yeah. I mean, there have been, I don't know, thousands upon thousands of episodes yeah. we've done. Yeah. And I, we're, we're just kicking up dust. We've got a long way to go. The future's bright, isn't it? It really is. I'm I am so excited when I think at one time we were known for kind of the rock and roll church, you know, and um, one of the things that we changed in a hurry around here was, well, let's just sing Jesus. Yeah. Well, you know, I, mean, let's, I don't even care how good it is. Let's sing Jesus. You sing Jesus, good things happen. Absolutely. And you know, I'm all about classic rock and roll. I love it, man. I mean, seriously, give me some good Eagles. I'm all about it. Right. But in this room, we're going to sing Jesus. Yeah. Amen. You know, it, I'm, I'm all about, uh, talking about time management and all that stuff, but in this room, let's talk about Jesus. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for us, you know, huddling up, but let's talk about Jesus. Amen. Uh, and I, I just, that's how the Lord will keep his hand on this church is let's keep it all about Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I mentioned, I posted on Facebook, just asking people to drop comments and over and over and over again, people talked about messages that you gave one of my buddies, God used you in his life to reawaken him to what God's plan was for his life. There's a lot of people that talked about get Jesus right, everything else gets right. I mean, there are so many things that kept coming up, coming up, coming up. And I, there, there's no way in just a short amount of time this morning we could capture all of that. But we're a grateful people. Amen. Our church is grateful for you. Our deacons, our leadership teams, our staff, we are grateful for you. We are grateful for a pastor that loves Jesus, that is not afraid to keep growing, that is a fantastic husband and father and pop. Or pop pop. I like being pop. Yeah, you like that? Um, 
you model so much, and you say this, you're like, I'm not perfect, but you're modeling what it looks like to follow and chase hard after Jesus. And so we love you, and we're so grateful for you and Jenny. So I want to invite our team to come out and surround you. But if you love these guys, if you don't mind, would you show them your appreciation and your love to Pastor Chuck and Jenny? And Hey, y'all. Thank you. All right, that's enough. Love y'all. I know, I know it's a little out of your, or it's a lot out of your comfort zone, but we think it's so important. So as you're standing, I'm going to invite our team just to go ahead and circle around Pastor Chuck. And we want to pray for you and we want to pray for Jenny and we want to pray for, we're as a prayer of gratitude for where we've come from, but a huge prayer for where God is using you to lead us as well. And so as you're at your seats and even watching online, I would invite you just to hold a handout today as a way of praying over them and with us and joining And then after this prayer, one of the things that comes up all the time is just your blessing over us. And so if you don't mind, would you wrap up as with that blessing? And then on our way out today, there's some treats that are out there. There's the the magazine for student ministry. There's the groups brochure. I want you to get all of that, but there's cookies and there's also this blessing in a print format as a gift for you to take home and remember this day as well. And so... Uh, Pastor Neil, if you don't mind praying for us here and in your seats and online, would you join us as we pray over it? Let's pray together. Holy God, we do indeed thank you. Mm -hmm. We thank you for this man that you have sent to us, that he answered the call on his life when he was looking somewhere else and you pulled him out and called him here. We thank you for his faithfulness. We thank you that from that call, these ministries have happened. Thank you for his faithfulness to you and to his family. We pray for his wife, Jenny, and for the girls and for the new grandchildren in his life. This has been part of our witness also. Lord, we thank you for the next 10 years. We know that there is so much coming. And what our call is, is to continue to be faithful to you and to follow Jesus as, and, and to follow where Pastor Chuck is leading in the light of Jesus. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Neil. Amen. Thank Amen. you. So we, uh, we've got some flowers for Jenny. And we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for the fam being able to come today and for those that are watching online as well. And she gets the flowers. But on behalf of our church and our Thanks, teams, buddy. we give you a card as well. We Thanks, love buddy. you. And we're so you, grateful, grateful for you. Amen. Y'all, thank you. And again, if you're new around here, I'm so sorry. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be back to normal next week, I promise you. But today, let that Jesus that we've talked about go before you and make a way and make your crooked path straight. That's what he does. Let him go within you. And bring you peace and joy and fulfillment and contentment because he is always good and listen my friend you are always loved and when days get difficult and I know they will 
Let that Jesus come along behind you and pick you up and carry you, not around that problem, but right through the middle of it, only to set you down on your two feet victoriously as he wipes away your tears and kisses you on the forehead and wraps his loving arms around you so that you can see your Savior eyeball to eyeball and you can hear him say directly to you, my child, say it with me, I love you. God bless you, friends. Thank you. Go in peace.